makes it okay Sometimes are hard But you follow through Your friends seem plenty But you find out a few You gotta go single fights 
And I am very happy to say that Zach is returning to Radio Bypass, and he's with us right now to tell us all about his latest single. How you doing, Zach? Hey, 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 Ralph. How are you? Doing good, man. Great new song. Well, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be back on the show again. It's great having you back. Great having you back. And and I think I told you this, but you were a first, too. You sent me information on this new song as I was recording an episode, so I got <laughs> to talk about it right away, which is pretty cool. Didn't get to hear the song till later, though, but um, but that was pretty cool. And, yeah, great new tune, man. Awesome. So uh, tell us all about Fight. Well, thank you so much. Um, well, Fight, it, you know, it has an interesting story behind it. Uh, I actually <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I actually – wrote that song uh in the aftermath of 9-11 believe it or not and I, I wrote that song um in in 2001 um early 2002 i guess and you know recorded it kind of in a demo form and it sat on the shelf literally until this pandemic hit and then i was in the studio of course cutting um ordinary girl and that the ep right. and i was like you know wait you know this this song the lyrics and everything um, really coincide with what's going on in the world right now, as well as with 9-11. Um, so I ended up just uh, cutting the song, and, and uh, it ended up on the EP. And I'm just really, really happy with it, that uh, that it turned out the way it did. And I really think it is, uh, you know, a, a message of, you know, we're all fighting for love and for hope uh, sure. during these very <laughs> challenging times, to say the least. Uh, so I think it's still a very relevant song, uh, even though it ties back to uh, to 9-11, which was obviously devastating for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're coming up on uh, you know another anniversary this, this September. It's hard to believe that it'll be 20 years already. I, I know. And it really is. It, time has flown by. And, and uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you're the same way that, I mean, I remember exactly what I was doing and, you know, uh, when everything went down and, and, uh, uh, it's still right there, very fresh in, in, in my mind, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll, I, I, I don't think unless, uh, age takes my memory away. I don't think I'll ever forget <laughs> that day. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was something else, but, uh, but yeah, fight is really about, um, you know, we're all in this together and we're fighting for love and hope at the end of the day. And there, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel, uh, especially if we, if we're, you know, in it together as one, as one, excuse me. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but that's, that's what it's about. You know, it's a, it's pretty straightforward. Um, just a positive message message. And of course we put the lyric video together and, uh, really wanted to kind of focus on, uh, kind of making it a tribute to first responders um, uh, and, um, you know, all the hard work that they've done throughout this pandemic and the sacrifices they've made. So um, definitely ties into that, too. Right. Yeah. And the video looks great. And that is something I wanted to talk to you about uh, is the video, how you got that shot during, the, again, these challenging times. Well, I mean, a lot of that's, you know, uh, probably 99 percent of it's stock footage. Um, and I have a really, really talented um, uh, video editor, uh, named, uh, Sabrina Hammett here, uh, in Memphis. And, you know, I uh, told her kind of what, what the idea was. And we went back and forth a few times and, and she came out with really the perfect edit. So I'm, I'm super happy and super excited about it. And yeah. nobody was, uh, <laughs> nobody was exposed to COVID in the make, making of that video. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I guess, I guess if I took a 
closer look at it, maybe I could figure out that a lot of that was stock. But when I saw the masks on people and stuff, I was like, oh, it's got to be now, you know, or recent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that these uh, these uh, uh, film houses or video houses and whatnot update their collections on a regular basis. And um, some of that stuff was relatively hard to find. I mean, I know she looked around for it, um, but it was just so important to really get the right feel and the right um, uh, uh, message through the, the image imagery tied to the song. So, um, right. uh, we're fortunate to, to, to be able to put that together. Well, tell Sabrina, she did a great job. Uh, well, I've, uh, uh, she's probably going to listen to this. So, um, uh, I will, uh, relay that <laughs> as well. And if you're listening, Sabrina, thank you for the video. Cause I thoroughly enjoyed it. So nice work, young lady. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina. Good work on that. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And the song too, just as a song, regardless of meaning, I thought it was a great follow-up to Ordinary Girl too, just the way it sounds. I thought it was the perfect uh, second release. I, th- I thought it was a great follow-up. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it, it, it it's a um, not quite as heavy, I guess, as as um, as Ordinary Girl, but it has some has some uh, punch to it, you know, and. Um, I have to give kudos to my lead player, Jeff Cobble. He really just killed the lead guitar part on that. And it's one of those leads that I think that'll stick with people, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. So what else is going on? So you got this new single that's out now. And uh, when are we getting some more music from you, Zach? Uh, well, this just hit, you know, I mean, obviously, um, uh, we've got a few more songs on the EP, uh, so I anticipate that we're going to release another one of those as a single, um, you know, a few months from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been writing a whole lot much lately. Uh, as you know, I've got other stuff going on. I'm the CEO of a company called Vinu, V-N-U-E. Right. And we have been developing this exciting technology called Soundster um, that uh, actually consists of uh, little hardware boxes that go into bars and restaurants and venues and things like this and connect to our cloud platform that allows us to track music. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll end up reducing licensing costs to uh, all these establishments. And at the same point in time, we hope it's going to um, uh, create a, a, a better, um, excuse me, revenue model so that more of these businesses will be encouraged to, to sign up. And in fact, we, we hope through the platform that uh, it's very innovative. It's got uh, a built-in piece of technology called a, a beacon. And the beacon can be tied to advertising that's sent to mobile devices within proximity of that beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we, what we're hoping is that the actual advertising revenue that we can generate through the use of that technology will in fact pay the licensing costs for uh, these you know, restaurants and bars and whatnot so that the owners are not having to come out of pocket. In fact, we think that we can generate some positive revenue to those folks. So it, it really will be a paradigm shift in the way things are done right now. And um, uh, of course, this technology also works with radio, by the way. So it's, um, it's something that you know we really want to bring some transparency in terms of um, making sure that the right artists are getting paid and the right songwriters are getting paid at the same point in time, making, making it economically feasible for uh, the businesses so they're not, um, uh, you know, subject to really heavy-duty blanket license agreements. Right. Yeah, and right now I imagine that's really an issue for <laughs> for anybody. 
Oh, oh yeah, it, it is. And especially a lot of these places that have had, you know, the struggles uh, and, you know, not had to have been able to have any music or anything like that. Everybody's looking for ways to save some cost uh, and or create a different revenue driver. And we, we believe our Soundster technology is going to do that. We've got it out in a few places already, in a few radio stations um, and have uh, some committed folks um, <clears throat> that will be leveraged in that technology. So um, very excited. It's been a, a fairly long journey to get to the point where it is right now. Um, but I've just got such an incredible team uh, at venue, um, like literally um, uh, all these guys that I work with. I, I, I feel like I'm the weak link <laughs> among <laughs> all of them. Like uh, you know, my uh, uh, my executive vice president, his name is Lou Mann. He was uh, the GM and EVP of Capitol Records for a dozen years. Um, I've got another guy. His name is Jim King. Um, he was um, chief information officer for um, uh, BMI uh, for quite a few years, and it was a big wig at Microsoft before that. And I've got another guy, um, uh, Jock Weaver, uh, who's also my partner on a separate project. But Jock was uh, uh, president of Hard Rock Cafe International uh, and took that company public on two start stock markets back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he also founded one of the biggest, uh, uh, at the time, live entertainment companies called uh, TBA Entertainment. And uh, um, uh, he, uh, he's, uh, with me on my team at venue and he also is my partner in, um, my other venture, which is rock house live, uh, the, the, uh, live music, uh, 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 restaurant and bar concept that, 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 uh, you mentioned before we got on the call. Right. Um, uh, and just an incredible team. I mean, you know, these are really, really class a experienced guys that have had multiple successes, and uh, it's absolutely the team that will knock the Soundster technology out of the park. Um, and everything I've done has always been on, uh, you know, at least in my professional career in the music business, has been focused on creating revenue streams for artists and or protecting the rights along the way. So uh, this is kind of uh, uh, the next evolution of all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. That sounds great. It sounds like a big undertaking. Yeah, it's big. I mean, it's been a long process and, you know, we still have a long way to go, but, um, you know, the technology is real, you know, it's not vaporware or anything like that actually works and, and identifies songs that are being played. So it's really cool. And and it's really a good contrast to the other side of the venue business, uh, VNU, VNUE business rather in that we have our set.fm live recording technology, as well as uh, disc live, which, um, you know, I've been doing that disc live now for about 17 years in one form or another. And that's where we go out and record artists live and release content at the shows and, um, you know, like custom um, uh, CD sets and USB drives and uh, set FM as the mobile device. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to work with everybody from uh, Slash to Peter Frampton and more recently Rob Thomas. And we're going to be going out with uh, Matchbox 20 uh, this summer, assuming everything starts to open back up again. Right. Yep. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. It's all good. You know, it's all music related. I love music and love being a part of uh, this community, whether it's on the production side or the artist side. That's great. It's great that you've got all those different things going on too, especially since the artist side is the toughest right now, right? There's no nowhere to play, no way to make money really. So it's good you get exactly. your, uh, your toes in more than one place there. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm very blessed to 
uh, to really be able to do things that I love, you know, and marry the, the, the music and the technology aspect. It's just a, it's a great place to be and being able to, to really, you know, pursue my own dreams in terms of my own music. And, uh, you know, you're really, you're never too old. Um, you know, I still rock out like the best of them on stage and, um, uh, anybody listening, listening, if you have musical talent and you want to go after it, you know, don't stop, just do it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. If, if that's your passion, you got to follow it. No doubt about that. You have to, you really have to, but no other way around it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't have the skill to play any instruments very well, but I've always loved music and always wanted to be around it in some form, and I've always found ways to do that, and I'll never stop. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, you know, nothing like music, especially live music. Yeah, oh, for sure. I miss it so much. I can't believe that uh, it's now, what, February 2nd, so uh, February 14th is going to be one year since I last saw a live performance. And uh, That's crazy. Yeah, other than some streams, I have watched some of the streams, but it's just not the same for I'm sure the player and the and the audience because it's just not the same watching it on my TV. Um, even though I've got a pretty good sound system, it's just still not the same as being there. It is not the same at all. It, it really isn't. And you know, I think <clears throat> when this starts to lighten up, I think that so many people are going to be excited to go out and see live shows again. It's it's going to be. Um, a little golden era of, of the music business, I think, when, when, it, when it bounces back. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, yesterday I interviewed Don McLean. And, oh, my God. That's, and, I saw that. I'm so, so impressed. That's so amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. And, and if you haven't heard the interview yet, you, or if you've heard the interview already, I should say you already heard this, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. In talking to him, we were talking about, of course, you know, the, the wreck that, the COVID has been for the music business. And he, I thought it was kind of an interesting point, although I'm not sure if it would be financially feasible, but if you own a, a music venue, you know, one of these independent music venues, whatever they are that you support live rock or live bands, he mm -hmm. said that, you know, I don't understand why the owners don't for now, because we don't know when we're going to get back to what we knew as normal, why they don't maybe look for some, big open parking lots or some fields they could you know rent or something and have it be you know have a live show where people can just sit in their car you still set up a stage you still set up a pa you have a big space and then it would be yep, you yep. know uh zach bear presented by hard rock or whatever you know um yep yep and and so I, when he was talking about that i started thinking about that that here in my area of course the winter time would never that would never work, but I didn't really Ever. see any, anything like that happening when the weather was still good either. And I wonder if nobody's thought of that or if it's just not financially feasible, but I thought it was interesting when he brought that up. What, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I think it, it's a great idea. I mean, I, I, there's been a few of those, but not really a lot of them. I mean, I've seen a couple of things where you have, um, maybe they set up at a drive-in and they set a stage up on the drive-in and, and perform and people sit in their cars and they honk and whatnot. <clears throat> I think it's, it's innovative and I think it's great, but it's definitely not the same as standing in a crowd and just jamming out to, you know, Metallica or whatever. Um, but it's the best you can do right now. And it's, it's innovative. It's a great idea, you know, and I, I tell you here, <clears throat> excuse me, in Memphis, I know that there's been a couple of times I think they've, 
they've done that and tried it. But, you know, our winters here are not very pleasant either. Not, not as bad as yours, but, um, right. um, you know, not like you want to be standing outside in the cold. Um, but you know, pretty much anything like that, that gives people the opportunity to experience uh, live music, um, again, is, uh, is worthwhile. And, 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 and do you feel that that could be pulled off like from the money standpoint too? I mean, if, if, if now, if now I'm, I'm still having to pay rent on my bar or whatever, my club, um, and now I'd have to rent this open space somewhere, probably, unless I happen to own a farm or something. Right. Um, you know, can that, you think the numbers can even work to, to do something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it could. I mean, uh, I think also in this this time period, you're going to find a lot of cooperation that that you know, if they're big open spaces that are not being used, I think you know, you might be able to find those that'll be donated or available at a very very minimal expense. And then you know, really, your only overhead is going to be your production, your marketing, and advertising. And that you know, promotion obviously will be the key, so you, you're able to to make money at the end of the day. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just interested since you're on that side of things too. What you would think of that? Because ever ever since you said that yesterday, it's it's been on my head. Like, yeah, you know what? I would as a, as an attendee person, I would probably do that because I'm missing live music so much. I'd probably give that a shot. You know, I don't absolutely. Think I'm, I'm not ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people, but that I would probably be interested in. And then, you know, and then it just got me thinking about the economics of the whole thing. You know, can that even work? Because I know at least here in the Chicago area, I've heard, I've talked to a couple of club people that I know and you know, this 25% capacity idea, they're like, it just, it just, the numbers just don't work. There's just no way we could do that. No, uh, not at all. Not at all. So then I started thinking, how does that apply to, you know, this concept that Don spoke of, so anyway, it was just something interesting. So I hope that the all these venues that are suffering, um, if 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 we can't get back to rocking the way we're used to this coming spring and summer, I hope maybe that they can pull something like that off at least. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you know there's going to be um, a renaissance. I think as we get into the summertime, and I think there's going to be a lot of activity around ideas like that. You know, mm-hmm. people get creative when, when they're stifled for such a long period of time, and there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of innovation. All right, and down by you, are, are is your venue open right now? Um, so I've, I've got two in Memphis right now, and they're both at fifty percent capacity. So we're really not having much in the way of any music. I mean, up until a week or so ago, there was twenty five percent capacity, and there was impossible to be able to to do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's starting to kind of open up a little bit more. Um, And I mentioned um, we're opening one. uh, They're called rock house live, by the way, rockhouselive.com. They're opening, uh, we're opening a flagship location. My partner, Jock, who was with, uh, with hard rock back in the day um, in Clearwater beach, Florida, um, which we think will be open around March. And uh, of course, Florida is pretty much wide open. So we think probably we'll be able to have, uh, music down there and still have some social distancing going on uh, when we get open in March. Um, uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice warm weather, not, not negative nine. And I'm impressed that you'd open a new location. <laughs> yeah, not negative nine, which I'll have later this week. I can't wait. <laughs> um, I'm impressed that you, that you would open a new venue like this during these times. That, that seems like a pretty gutsy move. 
Well, I mean, actually, I mean, it's, um, you know, the time to take risks sometimes is when the times are the hardest. And um, <clears throat> one of the opportunities, I guess, you know, and I hate to say it like this because it's really not, you know, I, I don't want it to sound bad, but unfortunately, a lot of um, operators that have had businesses um, got into a situation where they didn't have any uh, COVID language or any you know, business interruption language and their leases and whatnot, and everything got shut down. And I literally just, a lot of operators would just walk out and leave the keys. And, you know, you really have kind of a fully equipped turnkey operation sitting there. Mm. And the way that Jock and I looked at it, of course, Clearwater is different. Clearwater is, is basically new construction. So that's kind of a different deal. But the way that, um, that Jock and I look at it is that, you know, we have a very unique funding structure for, uh, for these operations and it takes a lot less to get one started with our model than it would say a hard rock back in the day. I mean, they've spent $10 million on, you know, on one restaurant just to get it going. And we have a much more economical and repeatable process that to a certain degree, um, um, uh, takes advantage of the glut of, uh, empty spaces that are on the market because of this. Uh, but at the same point in time, in order to make it work, you have to have a really unique and really compelling uh, concept, um, which we do. And being able to replicate that model in, in, in other markets, uh, you know, as time goes on, will create a uh, what I'll call kind of a, um, um, a tidal wave, if you will, of, uh, of openings as we move forward. And uh, it really affords the property owners a great opportunity, the way that structure and it, it, it uh, offers uh, in, investors a great opportunity, the way it's structured and, you know, no liability or anything like that. And it's a springboard to, to really grow the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 risky to a degree. But then when you also take into account that, you know, on one hand, you've got Jock who's, you know, literally grew hard rock into a $200 million enterprise in just a few years. Right. You know, and myself, who's been in the music and entertainment business for uh, 25 years, as well as cutting my teeth back in the day in college and, and um, you know, good old McDonald's and uh, area director for Wendy's and things like this. You know, you really learn about repeatable processes and being successful in this type of business. So it, it, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good, um, um, uh, opportunity for for those who who um, are risk averted but see the opportunity I guess if you want to put it that way gotcha and you are you are smart <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that man I, I, I won't go that far yeah, well, <laughs> thank you though I'll say it I'll say it so a perform <laughs> a good performer and a good business mind that's a pretty good combination <laughs> thanks man i'll take i'll take the compliment i appreciate that yeah no problem all right well um what else should we know zach i mean the most important thing in my mind right now of course because i'm all about the music is the song fight um what else is going on anything else we should know uh you know not not a whole lot uh, I, I would just say that um um, uh, you know, tell folks to check out fight, you know, if they like it, stream it because I can make maybe 0.006 cents. Whoa. It's up to <laughs> on 06 each now. Oh, I figured 001. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's tiny, whatever it is. I, I know I got quite a bit of streams on ordinary girl and I still haven't gotten the $300 that I think I made off of that, but yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, the reason we do this is because we love music and we like 
touching people people with that music. Right. But um, you know, if anybody wants to check it out, the YouTube is uh, Zach Bear. Uh, excuse me, YouTube.com forward slash Zach Bear Official, and um, Facebook is also Zach Bear Official, and Instagram is the same. So I'm easy to find out there, and um, the song is on all the major streaming platforms and the download platforms. Um, fight. Very good. Yes, please check it out. You heard the song at the start of this. It's a great tune. And I think we'll wrap up and go back to uh, something we haven't played in a while. uh, Let's wrap this up with Ordinary Girl from Zach Bear. Thank you, Zach, for coming by Radio Bypass again and uh, looking forward to your next song. Thank you so much, Ralph. Anytime and just a pleasure to speak with you and be on your show again. Uh, Thanks a lot, Zach. You have a good night. All right. Cheers. You too, man. Just